Has everyone pressed the record button? Yes. Yes. We're ready to go. For what's a record button? Re- for recording. What's recording. that? What's it even mean? It's when you get one chord and then you record the chord. But how does one chord? Like this. Sean's doing it. Watch Sean. That was a G. Uh, it's an A plus <laughs> cording right there. Welcome to Brose. Fuck it. We'll do it live. <laughs> My name is Matt Casnell, and joining me as they always do are my bros and Rosé. Uh, on an audio feed reporting live from Belmar, New Jersey, it's Mr. Rich Sweet. Hi, everyone. On an audio feed reporting live from Haddon Heights, New Jersey, it's Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hey, everybody. And, an audio f- and on an audio feed reporting live from the No Spin Zone, it's Mr. Tim Hansen. But I've got the spins. <laughs> that's, that's How's not, everyone doing? That's not good. Doing Told great, you it was a lightweight now. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah, not... Tim was uh, complaining before the show that uh, his his layoff from drinking uh, for health related reasons uh, has has turned him into a, a cheap date. Mm-hmm. Except that I still have to pay the bill myself. Yeah, it's really the worst <laughs> of both worlds. I mean, you're saving your own money, but I mean, you know, you're saving some money on on booze. Uh, that's the question. Is like, is it better? It seems like the consensus that we were coming up with before the show is that it is better. Uh, if you are a if you are a bit of a lightweight because you don't have to spend as much money on alcohol in order to get drunk, um, and I'm sure my liver enjoys it as well. Yeah, it's, for health reasons, it it is much much better. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, you you lose the aesthetic pleasure of just being able to go like six shots deep uh, <laughs> at a party at that point. Now, when when we are allowed at parties again, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't have to be ready for Vegas bombs anytime soon. Like I'm good. No. No, 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 no. That's that. That's a nice thing. There's no, there's no, no, not as much peer pressure. Not as much peer pressure. You, you can just drink alone with nobody else. <laughs> Fact. <laughs> Welcome to the Brose Podcast, uh, where when we drink alone, we prefer to be by ourselves. Uh, we are available as always on Apple Podcasts. It's such a like a specific stupid reference. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and everywhere else where fine podcasts are bought and sold. Uh, we are on our third episode of Session 38. And of course, the premise of our show is that we answer questions from you, the audience, about life, the universe, and everything. And we do it while drinking alone with, uh, <laughs> with a glass of rosé. If you have a question you'd like us to answer on the air, email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. Let's start the show by discussing what we're drinking tonight. Uh, Tim, are are you are you actually still drinking now or are you are you done for the year? Yeah, no, I'm I'm finishing my uh, my second Oktoberfest from uh, the previous episode. I'm uh, I'm taking my time. I'm enjoying it. I'm savoring the flavor and uh, also not trying to push myself too hard on my return to being able to consume alcohol. In fears of incurring the wrath of my brain. <laughs> what is on your Mount Rushmore of Sam Adams beers? Uh, 
that's a question I've never been asked before. I mean, clearly Oktoberfest, it's my favorite time of beer. Like, I don't know how many times I have to say it, but I'll keep fucking saying it. (laughs) Somebody Um, please. Rich, we got to get in touch with Shannon Vogel to make a favorite time of beer t-shirt with Tim's face on it. I will will talk with her and see see what we can do. Let's pull some strings. It's the most wonderful time for a beer. We should just start figuring out merch for ourselves anyway, so. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I, I feel like a most wonderful time for a beer would be like if a Wildwood t-shirt shop sold Christmas stuff. Like <laughs> yeah, any of those Jersey accurate. Shore Christmas. That, that's absolutely a Wildwood it, it place. It needs mm-hmm. to be uh, sleeveless, though. Like, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Come it's on. a Jersey Shore shirt. Of course, obviously. Yeah. Um. So Oktoberfest. I'm just curious. If you don't have a fresh answer, it's just I know Sam is your your go-to, it's, one of your it's go-to It's an beers. easy go-to because it's not a super light beer. And I think super light beers just end up tasting like watery and gross for the most part uh so probably oktoberfest winter lager uh don't they have like a summer shandy or something like that yeah and i don't like it uh porch rocker uh porch rocker is not it either there's two other winter beers that i really really like and i can't remember what i they're called because they didn't put the one out last year in favor of something else but they're they're like for the most part winter beers are usually heavier and it was just like a surprising like citrusy kind of but not like overly fruity uh so it was like uh was it called white lantern i think white lantern was one i was hoping was going to be good and ended up being gross Hmm. but uh yeah i i tend towards the winter ones and then just like boston lager classic yep hard to go wrong with that Mm -hmm. yeah just like george washington just classic but not actually all that great (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> plenty of problems Take, if you look deep enough taking shots at the federalist society tonight <laughs> uh, rich what are you drinking i am drinking uh lab uh, uh a white dry wine um it is really good it's a lot it's a lot fruitier and sweet than i expected for a dry white wine uh i i really like it and i think some of you guys might as well mm-hmm. very nice uh, Mr. O'Brien, what are you drinking? I'm drinking L's iced coffee. It's a coffee flavored liqueur. I had to slow down a little bit because it was so sweet, and I am not going to feel well tomorrow if I keep drinking it. So, uh, it's fine. It's yeah, it's good. I, if you like iced coffee, like sweet iced coffees, get into it. That's what it tastes like. I gotta get into more of that coffee flavored liquor. Mm. I want a uh, nice I- iced coffee right now. Uh, I am drinking a Tomasillo Winery Cranberry Moscato, or it's Tomasillo Winery. Boy, if only I didn't have to talk so much on this show. Uh, Tomasillo Cranberry Moscato uh, from Tomasillo Winery. Uh, It is a New Jersey winery. Uh, It has cranberry Moscato, water, citric acid, carbon dioxide, sulfur dioxide, and potassium sorbate to preserve freshness. And boy... I can taste the potassium sorbet, let me tell you. <laughs> uh, no, it's perfectly good. It's a, it's a great dessert wine. Uh, it's very, very light as far as the uh, the alcohol brew volume at 6.5%. Um, so, uh, so yeah, just just a good, good sweet, uh, sweet nightcap. A sweet nightcap. Uh, now, Tim, so, you've got our last round of questions, correct? Are you sure? Maybe you have the last round of questions. <laughs> I do indeed. Yeah. I just wanted uh, to make sure you weren't confusing me with someone else this time. 
No, no. Listen, I know who you are. You know, big beard, glasses, wearing a wearing a Charmander T-shirt. <laughs> Lives in New Jersey. <laughs> Sounds like me. Yeah. All right. Uh, what do we got? I feel targeted right now. <laughs> uh, well, now that we're getting into the holiday season here, uh, folks, barreling down to the end of the year, uh, our first question is, since we are seeing more and more Christmas lights up, do any of you have problems focusing on blue LED lights, or is it just me? These always seem fuzzy, and only the blue ones. No other colors. Uh, submitted by Brandon. Hmm. I have never noticed this. I uh, now I, I probably will. Yeah, I think <laughs> I I feel like yes that those ones always make my eyes defocus. I think. See, I have that issue with the warm white non LEDs. Mm -hmm. Those those are the ones that I'm just like that. It seems like they're blurry. I've never had an issue with any of the colored LEDs or white LEDs. But like the older non-LED lights, those always fuck with my eyes. I don't know. The blue ones, I feel like when I look at them, it's like when you look at a recording of a computer screen. Like how it has like that weird... A glow. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. weird like movement to it. Yeah. So is it painful to look at or is it just no, like it obscure? Just like, it's just like weird. It's just... it. It just my eyes just can't focus on them right. Hmm. I I, hmm. I have an astigmatism, so I already don't see lights the right way at night anyway. Um, so like I've never really noticed an issue of seeing like the LED lights and stuff. Uh, so I I I can't really comment on this one. <laughs> yeah, I've noticed the blue uh, the blue lights being a particular problem. If I it's hard because I, I haven't looked at Christmas lights in about uh, looking at the calendar 11 months. Uh, so I don't really know. And I, I, I've not seen the proliferation of, of Christmas lights yet, even though I know that Christmas is getting earlier and earlier every year. Um, I, I think just going off of memory, I think the white ones give me the most trouble. Like, like you were alluding to Tim. Um, but no, I, I don't notice the blue thing. Maybe I will this year staring right into it. And, and suddenly it looks like the, the, the Tron computer or something. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, it sounds like it's just you and Sean, Brandon. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> Brandon. Just the two of you. Um, yeah, weird. Uh, but weird. see what happens this year. Uh, as we get more and more led lighting, uh, what is our next question, Tim? Uh, next question from John Tersich. How many games that you've partly beaten is too many? When should you stop buying new games until you beat the older ones? I feel like I'm being called out. Me too. <laughs> yeah. I've, uh, I've, I've, I think there's a point at which there's like a point of no return. I always, there was for a while, I was like, oh, I'll go back and beat these games. And now it's like there's hundreds of games that I have and have not beaten them. <laughs> like I'm never getting yeah. to all these guys. Yeah. Here's the answer <laughs> though, John. Um, in, in, in today's modern age, uh, I, I get super smarmy about this. In the modern era, um, with so many choices for how to entertain yourself in terms of watching television, watching movies, reading books, playing video games, um, you should never stop buying more games or 
you know, getting more games off streaming or or whatever it is, just because you have other ones you haven't beaten. Here's why. If you if you don't feel inclined to go back and beat them again, you have other ways of entertaining yourself, man. There's you have so many other options at this point. Like just because you've gotten halfway through like super meat boy and then you decide <laughs> like, oh, uh, you know what? This is really hard. I don't really feel like going any further on this. I've gotten I've maxed out on the amount of entertainment value I can get on it. And then you're like, ooh, actually, I want to get, uh, I don't know, like Overcooked. Like, just I'm throwing out random ones here. Like, are you going to be like, there's no reason you should be playing Overcooked with this guilt that like you're still resting it like halfway through Super Meat Boy or something like that. <laughs> like, you, you've you've made a decision at this point that you're not getting any more value out of this game. And it doesn't mean you've retired it forever. Like, you can go back to it at any point. Um, but no, I, I would not. Continue, I would not stop buying a. I would not buy not buy a game that you're interested in just because you have you're halfway through another one or something. Mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, it, you too many this, choices now. This this question is totally to, to each his own. Like for me personally, right now I'm in the middle of playing six games, and it's kind of throwing me through a loop right now because I'm like, holy shit, how do I like? I need to bring this down. That's a but, lot of games. Yeah. I mean, I got three games all in one day because of the the release of the PS5. So, like, that's why I'm like, I've the got what? so much. Oh, the the the, the play, play PlayStation, <laughs> I think, is what it is. PlayStation, the game station, uh, the game, yeah. the game space. Yeah, the game space. Yeah, uh, game space. Correct, correct, correct. Is that the one with the big glowing orb in the middle of it? No, I think you're t you're Green? thinking about the uh the 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 game box sixty seven. Oh, um, game box sixty shit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's 76. Those game box 76. Oh, it's, it is Game Box 76. It was made in Philly. I forgot. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I love those classic 76 bit games. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, Rich. Just destroying my soul right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I've, I do have, like, it's just a like ton that game you're playing, Soul Destroyer, right? right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what? Soul Destroyer is absolutely true because it, I, it, oh, man. Uh, but yeah, like it's a to each his own type of like question. Like I try not to buy games when I'm actively playing games, but if I'm like partway through or like not actively playing it and there's a new game I want, I'll just go and buy it whether I have games that are I'm are halfway through or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, say like don't let your money on fire for sure. Yeah. But like, you know, it you know, like I like like you, Rich, I have a couple of games like I have like basically if I'm if I'm playing games actively, I have like one game that I'll play is like my sit down. I've got five minutes. I'll sit down and like play this for five minutes. I have games that I'm working. I have a game that I'm working on for a long period of time. And then I have like Madden yeah. that I play with like my dad or with friends or something like that. Um, but like if, you know, if something else piques your interest and you still you're still halfway through another like. Yeah, just it's to each his own, but like I would not restrict yourself just yeah. like, oh, I've got all these other things. Like how many other movies have you gotten halfway through? How many TV series like you wouldn't you wouldn't just keep watching like, you know, if a if a TV series you like came out with a new season, like you wouldn't be like, well, no, I can't do that because I'm still only halfway through The Sopranos from 10 <laughs> years ago. Like you, you wouldn't restrict yourself in that way either. Yeah. Tim, your thoughts. Uh, I mean, I I. I said when i asked the question i feel like i was being called out but now that I, that, that was more so just me being a tool and trying to be funny <laughs> mm. uh they're really for for the most part if i'm going to play a game that is beatable like i will just sit there and i that like that's my free time for the next week plus however long it takes me to beat it 
and that that's kind of how I've always been with games. I don't really like jumping around unless it's something like this game is just too fucking long or too too hard. Because sometimes if the game is too hard, taking like taking a break and then coming back to it be the first try. So mm-hmm. like uh, God of War when that came out just crushed it. Uh, Spider Man when I finally actually played it, even though I owned it for a year plus before <laughs> I even opened it, crushed it in like a week. Um, so the 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 ver- there's very few games that I have started playing, and that was part of his question: is how many games that you've partly beaten is too many? Mm. So it's like Persona Five. I started playing it, found out that was like a hundred plus hours. I was like, "Fuck this! I'll come back to it. I got other games to play." Mm. Yeah, that's the other problem is like those those big long RPGs like what well, you you can't like even like a shorter one like Final Fantasy it's like forty hours or something like you're really not going to play a new game because you're only fifteen hours in and you have twenty five hours left no. mm-hmm. yeah yeah so uh, and then there's like Dark Souls uh, that that shit's hard <laughs> uh, so I like, I like reached. And I and I didn't want to look up like tactics, so I literally wanted to do this entire game like fresh, as if I knew nothing about the game. Uh so like that 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 shit's just fucking hard. Like they're uh, the, the Berenstein and whatever the Berenstein douchebags, whatever their names are, the skinny fucker with lightning and the big a hole with a hammer. I still can't. Boy, fight. those books have changed a lot over the yeah, years. Yeah, 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 they used to just be bears. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> teach you heart, you guys heartwarming life lessons. <laughs> I don't remember the guys' names. Um, I, I think I you're thinking of the, bear, ba- the Baron Steins. <laughs> well, you're playing Demon Souls, right? Which is the original, and Demon Souls was the remake of Dark Souls, or, or Dark Souls was Demon a remake Souls of Demon Souls. Yeah, but it wasn't. It, it was like a spiritual successor. It's not a full-on yeah. remake, but it's practically the same game. Yeah. So, so I, I don't think they have the same guys characters. Yet. Yeah, I haven't gotten to those guys yet. If they're in Demon Souls. Yeah, I don't think they are. Um. So yeah, there, there's very few games that I've partially beaten, and it's always just because it's stupid long. I'll get back to it at some point, or I realized, yo, this game sucks. I don't. I don't want to keep playing. So I have a yeah. bunch of games that I own that I just haven't played, uh, which is probably not a good look either. Mm-hmm. And if anything, I feel like that's worse than partly beating them and that I just never open them. Yeah, so you got them in the backlog. Uh, They're ready to go whenever you need. Exactly. But I, I like my goal is like I actually want to be a like a collector of video games, not necessarily having like every video game because I don't give a fuck about sports games on any system. Mm-hmm. Uh. And the only sports game I'm probably going to buy is NHL 96 for PlayStation, but that's just pure nostalgia of Hell like yeah. the only sports game I ever actually played and was good at. The PlayStation NHL 96? Yeah, dude. Me and my brothers wow. had that one. Wow. Um, okay, sweet. Yeah, so like that, I, I that is the collection that I want to have for myself is just quality games on all systems. Like that that's that's why I fixed up this Sega so I could have this Sega. That's why I've fixed up this N sixty four and want to like put an HDMI mod because I don't want to have an a CRTV just taking up extra space <laughs> so I can play these uh, systems. I wanna get them to be able to play HDMI and not look like shit. Yeah. Um but that's just me. Yeah. Yeah. You oh, do yeah, you. Man. If you want to yeah. play games, play games. Yeah. yeah. 
And don't don't marry yourself to a bad game. This goes for any form of media or any activity. Like there's there's a there's merit in sticking through like a slow beginning of a game or a slow beginning of a movie if you know there's gonna be payoff at the end. But like don't if you don't like it, then stop. Like yeah. you, you, it's, it's entertainment. It's not like you know. I don't know. It's, it's entertainment. It's supposed to be entertaining. Yeah. You're supposed to be getting some mm-hmm. some some fun out of it. And in the digital age of gaming, I guess you could say, which is what we're in, like games go on sale all the time. They're never going to sell out to a point where you will never be able to buy it. So, like, if you want a game, but you're like, oh, I'm in the middle of playing these three then it's perfectly okay to hold off. Like, I want to get uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales, but like I said, I'm already in the middle of like five, six games right now. I'll wait until like that number cools down before I go buy Miles Morales. That wasn't one of your launch purchases? No, uh, Demon Souls was. Richie, you were fucking up. <laughs> no, I, I played I played Spider-Man like less than six months ago, so... I'm going to walk like, over there so and So you steal should be your... even more primed <laughs> to play Miles Morales. You are messing up, bro. Yeah, I, get, I, sorry. I wanted I wanted Demon Souls more. You can get the president of Spony over there to take your Pixagraph ninety seven <laughs> out of your house. <laughs> is, like, is, no, n- no more kid picks for you, Rich. Uh, Tim, what is our good. next question? <laughs> uh, next question: Do you recognize yourself in the description in descriptions of millennials? Sometimes? I mean, accurate descriptions of millennials, which is we're all depressed that the economy is fucked and that we're shit stuck with a fuck ton of loans, and all we think about is nostalgia because we're just so sad about our lives. Yeah, I, I recognize myself in that. Hey, <laughs> Biden might be canceling student loan debt, baby. Federal student <laughs> loan debt. Federal student loan debt. Which Up I paid to off $10, like $10, five oh. plus fucking years ago. Oh, man. So that means he's only going to be getting rid of uh, $3,000 of my student loans. Then. That sucks. Yeah. Which is still better than nothing. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, Tim recognizes himself. <laughs> and that we love uh, food. Yeah. Yeah. Love foodies. Um, yeah. I, I, I. It's hard because so much like there's so many character traits ascribed to millennials. Because first of all, we're we're like we're now under the next generation at this point. So, but that still gets ascribed to millennials because it just worked so well as a name for just like the youths. Mm-hmm. Uh, so these two youths, yeah, the youths. Uh, so it it, it works so well, but it, it there was a lo- a big catch all. Like somehow millennials were lazy, but also demanding way too much out of both their jobs and their political leaders. And you know, you know, I w- wanted to help minorities, but also were interested in super yuppie shit like avocado toast. Like there, there's just too much. Like. It's uh, there's a term for it that I can't think of now, but it's just like you know, a- a- any any character trait you can think of, you can sort of ascribe to a millennial at this point. In my mind, like it's sort of just mm-hmm. a catch-all. It doesn't so, mean anything anymore. It doesn't mean anything. Like it's it's you could just say these damn millennials with their you know, freaking uh, like to- Toyota Yaris's. Like what is it the millennial <laughs> thing that everybody drives Yaris's now? Uh, like, I think huh? I think Paul McAndrew drives the Yaris. <laughs> Classic millennial, but millennial <laughs> Paul McAndrew and his goddamn. Let me tell you, uh, because that my answer to the the millennial question is yes, sometimes. But let me tell you, the Yaris is the worst car I've ever driven. 
uh, <laughs> by, by a long shot. Uh, and I've driven a lot of like like commuter box, economy car things for like renting vehicles and everything like that. And the Yaris is by far like it's it's an actual hamster wheel uh, engine. Like it's 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 brutal. Sorry, Paul. You damn millennial. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Uh, Sean, do you find yourself in the description of millennials? Uh, yeah, but like you said, only in like the legitimate ones because now they're calling. I think like the oldest millennials like in their mid forties or something like mm-hmm. that. And yeah. the youngest one is like 28 or 20, yeah. 20 like mid 20s. So yeah. it's like they're, I think Matt's right in that it, ha- it has a catchy name. So they've just used it to describe youths, even if like they'll be like all the millennials on TikTok. And it's like, I honestly, I don't yeah, think we ain't on TikTok. Yeah, we're not. That's that's the Zoomers. That's the next one down. But I, I think, um, yeah, you see like the the description of millennials is kind of disillusioned with how everything is and i think that's mm-hmm. that's us yeah. we just it's we were we were promised a lot and not really a lot of it paid off especially yeah. i don't know and we we were there for the invention of the internet which is mm-hmm. wild like when, or at least when it became Mainstream. widespread yeah. yeah so it's just it's just wild like we've we've been through so much change at this point we, mm-hmm. we were all told go to college and great things will happen. We all went to college and well, yeah, it didn't uh, help us that much. Yeah, yeah. like no, Speak I don't yourself. think everything's great over here. No, <laughs> no. None of us are in the industry that we went to college for. Like, mm. yeah, yeah, that's a, yeah. it's it's sort of the new baseline is like you just have a bachelor's degree in something yeah. or an associate yeah. degree in something. Um. I'm looking up. I'm, I'm just been googling like stereotypes of millennials uh, at this point. Just say like they want a trophy for everything. They want too much accommodation and flexibility. These are specific to the workplace. Uh, they need to that, know why. Oh yeah, yeah. The the, that, the participation trophy thing is is a big. Uh, that's my favorite part. Is because that was largely not us anyway. Yeah, like we didn't ask yeah. for participation trophies. The older generations gave us participation trophies. Yeah. So why uh, is it bad that we quote expect participation trophies mm-hmm. when you but, gave it to us or when we? But, but even we when that became a big thing, like we were graduating high school, like mm-hmm. when that started coming about. So like, uh, and when millennial like bashing millennials started becoming more of a prominent thing, we were like about to be leaving college. So most of the people they were talking about we're like on the edge of already not being millennials. Mm-hmm. So even back then they were already like ascribing things from the generation below us that didn't really have a catchy name yet. Yeah. It, we didn't have zoomers yet. Yeah. Like uh, the, the, the older generations of, uh, what is generation for us? Generation X. Generation yeah. X. Yeah. Like generation X, like my, my mom is part of generation X. She doesn't understand that me, my brother and my sister were all millennials. So, like, she'll complain, oh, the damn millennials request this, that, and the other because they're trying to sell their house. And my mom, my brother's like, no, <laughs> we're millennials. None of us would ever think that this is something that needs to be done. Like, it's different generations. Like, you need to realize what a millennial actually is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Tim, what do we got next? Next question. Also by John Tersich. Is what movie series would you want to have an extended edition of, like the Lord of the Rings trilogy? 
Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, oh, and there's only one of those movies anyway. Uh, no movie, there's... I guess. Just no movie. We have enough movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, actually, I like that answer. I like that one. I Well, it's like, it's the same as the, the video game thing where it's like, I don't know. I think I, I there's just so much at this point. I can't imagine having more of any of it. Yeah, like any, any movie that I like that much is already long enough, and I feel like if they made it longer, they would just be putting crap into it. Mm. Yeah. I've never Where's, watched the director's cut of anything and been like, "Dude, why didn't they put that in the original movie?" Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like this is very clearly like a step down from everything else that I've been watching. Well, just just wait until you get the six hour long Snyder cut of Justice League. I did though I did though, full disclosure. I've watched the the director's cut of Batman versus Superman and it does make more sense. Yeah. Like stuff comes up that it's like I like people's actions make more sense in yeah. that. I'm not saying that like every movie needs that, but I'm just saying in this one instance there was a it was definitely okay. like a better movie for the stuff that they cut out just because they it just the plot didn't make sense without it okay the uh the snyder cut for justice league is now five one hour episodes going to be airing on hbo oh can't wait to watch Where? that okay, I, 100% okay. Will. <laughs> I, I i'm going to cop to not knowing as much about the snyder cut thing i have a general idea about what it is but if it's five hours long at what point is it just you don't know how to edit like that's not that's not a cut at that point. It's well, five hours the, is not a cut. Five hours is the smorgasbord. Well, the reason it's the Snyder cut is because uh, Snyder had family health issues midway through filming, filming. of Justice League, so mm-hmm. he left, and Joss Whedon came in and basically fucked up the whole like uh, theme and 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 uh, what's the word? Um, Story. Like where, the whole story of where the uh, movie was going to go. So now Zack Snyder's like, this is nowhere, nothing of what I had envisioned. And so yeah, why is it five hours? Uh, because Zack Snyder likes slow know motion. How to cut. Yeah, it's just his, it's, no, I don't, I don't it, mind like him putting out his vision. It just seems like an excessively long movie. And, and if you're if you're going that route, then you need to make multiple fucking movies. Well, and I think that's what what. Like he might have wanted was like sort of a end game Infinity War type thing, but like it wasn't originally going to be five hours. But now that he's doing this, like now that he gets to do his cut, his Snyder cut, he's getting. They're just like, all right, well, if you have five hours worth of material, let's so just it's a release fucking money five... grab at this point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all going to be on HBO. So if you have HBO, it's our. I'm just saying the Irishman was like four hours long and people were like, what did Scorsese start making this when he was two? Like, it's, it's, <laughs> just saying. Um, I still haven't watched it. Neither have I. I, 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 I think that, that, that is what I'm going no. to have to buckle in. Like, it's one of those movies where I'm like, oh, it's Scorsese doing a gangster movie. Huge change of pace for Scorsese. But uh, but it does look very intriguing and it'll be nice to see like, you know, like De Niro and all them in the twilight of their careers. Um. Any other movies or series that you think should deserve an extended cut? Not as much an extended cut, but I wouldn't mind a um, similar to with Justice League, a uh, uh, what's his name? An Abrams cut of episode eight, Star Wars episode eight. Just because like, really? Okay. 
people didn't like episode eight. It it, it kind of felt a little out of place. Um, yeah, th- that's again. I I I I, I genuinely like episode eight. <laughs> I didn't I didn't hate it as much as other people did. I like people hated the casino scene. They absolutely thought oh, it was the cool. worst thing. Ah, whatever. Um, but like I wouldn't mind to see like what mm-hmm. Abrams would have done with it if he had stayed director for all three and not just for seven and nine. Yeah. Okay. I I can see that. Yeah. I, I I like what um. God, what's his name? The guy Ray who did Johnson, it. Ryan, Ryan Johnson. Johnson. Because he did because he did um Knives Out as well. Yeah. Uh I, I really I, enjoyed I, Knives Out. Knives Out is fucking great. You know what? Fuck it. Extended version of Knives Out. Uh, <laughs> that's what I want. Because they're apparently they're they're bringing uh they're trying to get Daniel Craig back in to do like a whole uh Bo Blanc. Series? Uh so yeah, it's gonna be like a like a Bo Blanc's mystery series or something. Oh. Like he's gonna be the one character that that trails, and I I would oh, absolutely I love that. dude. More Daniel Craig pretending to be Colonel Sanders, please, uh, please. Um, uh, we need we need extended uh, versions of all the M Night Shyamalan movies to happen to where they're eh. all in the same no. universe. No, <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> Jeez, uh, it'd be a horrifying take, universe. M Night Shyamalan overrated. Uh, M Night Shyamalan's a Sixers fan, so I'm not willing to go that far. But uh. <laughs> But as an as a director, yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, Perhaps. Question wrap up. Anything? No. Yeah, Good. No. Let's go. Let's move on to. Word. Uh, what fear would you like to overcome? I feel like the last time we talked about fear is where I more or less said the only thing I'm really afraid uh, afraid of right now is uh, trying cocaine. <laughs> so I want to get over my fear. <laughs> Your fear yeah. of trying you just cocaine. Finally. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. After all these years, cocaine, fine, this is it. <laughs> I finally that did little, it, and it was that, great, but I'm never doing it again, because that's that little illegal. Bugaboo you, <laughs> little bugaboo where you're terrified of taking a dangerous drug that is illegal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, what, do you, what do you guys, uh, what fear would you guys like to get over? Um, uh, there's, there's two that I wouldn't mind getting over. One of them is... Uh, I don't really know if I can call it a fear, but it gives me extreme anxiety when it's really, really quiet. So, like, I would like to get over that because, like, I need noise, like music or something to go to sleep. And I know, like, there are some people that, like, if there's noise or whatever, they can't sleep. And so I would hate to meet, to have a a partner who can't sleep because I need noise or whatever. Um, But also... It would. My other fear would be to uh, approaching people and talking to people I don't really know. I I want to get over that. I kind of need to get over that because, like, when it comes to working with people I don't know or even like trying to meet new people, like, I can't just walk up and walk up to someone and be like, "Hey," and just spark a conversation. It just it freaks me out to the point where I just shut down. So, like, that's those are two really definite things that i really want to get get over <laughs> mm-hmm. okay those are good ones those are good ones sean what about you those are such good ones and i'm like heights <laughs> i fear of heights that's what i but that is legitimately what i would like to get over right now I, it just came up recently where i was like uh one of our gutters is broken and i was i was thinking about it and i had forgotten how scared i am of heights 
because I haven't had to be anywhere high recently. And so I was just like, mm-hmm. oh, fuck. Like, I couldn't I couldn't go up and clean our gutters because I hate being up in the air so much. Hmm. So I have to figure that out. But that so, right. yeah, so heights is my answer, even though it's not as it's not as no, that's self uh, self improving as Richie's. That that is totally valid. Like that is a totally valid <laughs> thing. Like that. Like you, if you want to hang Christmas lights up along your house and stuff, you need to be able to climb. Like mm-hmm. heights is a valid reason for something for a fear that you want to get rid of <laughs> overcome. Like heights are scary, man. I get it. Yep, I don't like. Them. I don't climb ladders. I'm afraid to climb ladders. You won't do it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. See, I, I, the way I, I'm afraid of heights is not in the, the exact same way as Sean, where it's like you're on a high, you're you're up on the roof or something like that. Uh, like I think that the concept of like being uh in a helicopter scares the shit out of me. So I'm thinking about it more from like a daredevil perspective, and I don't want that fear to go away because I think <laughs> if I ever got to the point where, a, there's certain fears where it's healthy. So mm-hmm. if you're at the top of a building running around like okay your brain should be telling you don't be on the edge of this building um (laughs) also uh if you ever wanted to go like skydiving or like bungee jumping or something like that i think that not having having that fear of heights removed would make the experience less interesting Mm because the whole point is you're doing something that's terrifying and and against the laws of nature and all that stuff and you're still doing it so i think there's that's part of the element of the of the the fun that you get out of it so I think if I was going to get rid of a fear, I still don't, man, I don't like conflict and I'm, I, I will get into, I, I got into a yelling match with some, some, some people at, uh, the good folks at Apple computers, uh, <laughs> last week over, over some stuff. But, uh, but like, dude, I, I just don't like it. It's draining. And so knowing that I, if I'm in a conflict, if a conflict situation, like it's more like, ugh, I have to f- argue with this person. And then I'm going to be like tired afterwards because I don't like it. So like it's it's just like the build up to it. I'm just oh for Christ's sake. So I would like to get rid of that um, because although I I don't have an issue with getting into conflict with people when it is warranted, it's such an unpleasant experience for me that by the end of it, I'm just like, fuck everybody. Like I go to sleep for the rest of the day because I'm tired because I argued with somebody for 20 minutes at work over a piece of paper that I needed or something like that. So. I will say conflict. All right. I'll give a real answer now instead of just <laughs> choking about cocaine. Uh, so this actually kind of goes back to what, <laughs> yeah, right. uh, what uh, Sean had actually said in, I don't know if it was last episode or the first episode of this session, but um, kind of like that, I that uh, not necessarily fear, but like you don't understand why people like you. Uh, so like, that's, that's something I've discussed with my therapist before is that like Matt and I, we've been friends for like almost two decades. Has it been more than two decades at this point? Seven years. For fucking ever. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but like, I remember Nam. Um, (laughs) but like when I, when I get in a certain headspace or even if I'm not in that certain headspace, um, I I'm still convinced to some extent somewhere in my head uh, that Matt is friends with me out of guilt 
or something wow. along those lines, and he doesn't actually like me, but just like pities the fuck out of me. So I am <laughs> afraid no. to some extent that everybody who in my life who decides to like keep me around for whatever reason is doing so for that reason or something similar to that. So I would love to get over that fear uh, just because I, I hate second guessing people's intentions that I care about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Especially that's... when that intention is like, Hey Tim, you're not a piece of shit. Like, <laughs> right, oh, yeah. thanks. I know you don't mean it, but thank you. No, <laughs> that's a, that's a brutal one. Like that's sort of, that insecurity that I think bubbles up in everybody and to be abundantly clear, Tim, I, I think I, I cannot stress this enough. Um, I'm friends with you cause you're eye candy. I mean, you're, <laughs> you're great to have on my arm when I'm, when I'm walking down the street. Uh, <sighs> and also cause like you're a good dude and everybody likes you and you have a good personality <laughs> and you're funny, but like also come on, man, those muscles. He's, you're, mm, yeah, yeah, I was going to say maybe. he's, you're you're good to have around for that country strength to uh, help that me. country strength. You're good to have around <laughs> my shoulders so you can pick me up to pick up high things off shelves. Yeah, it's one of the worst. I'm small. <laughs> one of the worst things about feeling that way is that you'll say that, and then everyone will assure you that mm-hmm. they care about you, which is true. Yeah, and then then from at least for me, it's always like. Yeah, but you just said that only. You only said that because I just said I was. I was. Uh, you so know, this is still the same sense. pity response that I'm yeah. already afraid of. Exactly, yeah. and it's such right. a vicious cycle. It sucks. It I, does. I, I know that feeling all too well. Where I'm always yeah. just like, "Do they actually like me? Am I the butt <laughs> of a joke?" I'm. It's like I'm. I'm. I think I have that thought about Mary, who is married to me. <laughs> I like. I'm like. Why does she like me? What is going on here? <laughs> I, I will say understand. that Martha is the only person I don't have that fear about. Hmm. That's so, it's, it's, it's just good. Which is good. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right. That's great. Yeah. Martha, for those who uh, who are just tuning into the podcast for the first time, is Tim's dog. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's kind of like a little puppy. No. <laughs> Easily no, excitable, about... loves cuddles. <laughs> <laughs> Misses me when I'm I... gone. I'm Enjoy, also easily delicious kibble. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just that you, you guys remember that kids book, Martha Calling, or no. like Martha Speaks. Martha Speaks. Oh yeah, Martha yeah, hates there were that two reference. Of them. It was <laughs> it's just a book about a talking dog named Martha who ate <laughs> vegetable, who alphabet soup or something, and now she can talk. Yeah, so the first one was was she ate alphabet suit and now she can talk, and then the second one she I guess learned how to use a phone. There was a book called Martha Calling. Mm-hmm. Um, where it's just the the actual book equivalent of the hello this hello this is dog meme. Uh, but, hello, uh, this is dog. Did you try shitting on it? Oh yes, this is dog. <laughs> Did you eat it and throw it back up? You're doomed. <laughs> uh, what do we got next, Tim? Uh, next, do you think creativity will flourish post COVID or will it languish? Submitted by John. That's an interesting question. I think it'll continue to flourish. I feel like this this time has given so many people to tap into something that otherwise they never would have had the time to. And once you kind of... M- most people's lack of creativity comes from not being sure of their capability sometimes or that they'd even be good at it. So f- finding this outlet during covid and like getting that inspiration i feel 
will help launch people into continuing to do some of these things or continuing to make time once there is less abundant time because they realize how much they enjoyed it. So I think that might cause more inspiration. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll go further. I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to flourish even further and, and quicker than it is now because depending on the medium, whether you're talking about creativity via like music or draw, making art or acting or something like that, um, th- you do a lot of that. Yeah, you do a lot of it for your own personal enjoyment, but you do it also because you want to present it for an audit to an audience and you do it. Yeah, obviously you have an audience by you know putting your music online or putting your creative writing online or your books or your poems or what have you. Um, but there's still a benefit to seeing like how an audience reacts the first time you play them a song live. Um, that first visceral reaction that isn't just like somebody who, you know, watched, listened to your, your work or read your work and then like gave a, a, a polite or like, you know, considered answer on Twitter or, or via email. You want to see that visceral reaction. So I think it's going to flourish because I think people are going to see how their work you know, gets an audience to react and, you know, th- then respond accordingly. So I, I do think that's going to, that's another avenue by which you're going to get some feedback on your work and maybe, you know, change it even more or exchange ideas even more. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you, Matt. Like, I feel like all, all the like creative juices that are flowing right now uh, within uh, people during the whole quarantine process, uh, it's, it's going to feed them to have so much stuff to show and to present that once we can actually start going out in public again, basically they're going to show all this and people are going to want potentially want or possibly demand more in a way that'll push them further into their, uh, their medium to do more things with it. So yeah, it's just going to go up. I feel like it's going to go above and beyond where it is right now. How about you, Sean? What do you think? Um, I, yeah, I think, I think this is this, I think the pandemic has given people time to kind of tap in to those creative impulses. And I think that's kind of a bell you can't unring. So like if you decided to learn an instrument or you decided to write your book, you're not like post COVID, if you're halfway through writing a book, you're not going to stop just because COVID's done. Like, I think you've kind of gotten the ball rolling enough that you're just going to keep wanting to create because it's just, it's like an, a supplement to happiness, right? So you're like, you're kind of bummed right now. So you're trying to supplement that with playing music or whatever. And then once post COVID ideally we'll be in a better place, but you still have that, like your baseline is just going to go up. So you're still going to want to supplement it by doing these fun, creative things like making crafts or whatever you might have Mm -hmm. less time so it might not be as quick but i think just it's just gonna keep keep growing yeah yeah if if you like you say you can't remember the bell you've opened that door you know it's something that interests you and Mm -hmm. you're just gonna keep pursuing that um yeah i I think it's pretty good i yeah i don't think i think we're all pretty much in agreement we're not gonna see people just go back to immediately being like well i'm just gonna go to the bar every night now yeah you know, and, and and to an extent, you know, if there is still some risk of, you know, hey, I don't know if I want to be out in this public area anymore. I'm almost more comfortable just sitting at home and doing my writing or or painting or drawing or whatever it is. You know, I think you're still going to see that a lot. Of people are just their comfort zone is now being at home. So. Mm-hmm. Any other thoughts? 
on burgeoning creativity. Nope. Yeah. Worldwide, nationwide, do, localwide. Do, do art. Make stuff. Do one art. Just a like single art. Perform single an art. art. Perform an art. <laughs> uh, what do we got next, Tim? Our penultimate question. Uh, do you find it easier to make new friends online or in person? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, I, I, uh, to be honest, uh, for me, I don't really find it easy, like, I don't find it easy to make friends in general, like, I, I just, I'm so self-conscious about myself, like I said earlier, it's really hard for me to walk up to somebody and introduce myself, and just to start talking with them, like, I feel like, for the most part, you guys adopted me for some reason, and (laughs) I never understand why, uh, especially- Free registration fees that weekend. it's, yeah, prob- <laughs> especially via my the the proxy of Vince, it still boggles my mind. Uh, <laughs> so we're getting a different Vince. Hmm. <laughs> uh, but um, it's just for me. It's just it's hard to kind of make friends, and like it takes a lot for me, both online and in person, to like actually see someone as like full on friend and like even really feel comfortable to text them even once a week. So mm-hmm. like, it's just hard both ways, but maybe slightly easier online than in person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it, it, especially as you get older, like the, the whole, there's that whole trope about like, well, how do you make friends as an adult? Do you do adult play dates and things like that? Like, because your, your, your shared experiences, you're in such a much wider net. Like when you're in, you know, when you're in school or in, in college, you're all, yeah, you're all, com- you may be in an area where you, a college where you all come from different backgrounds. You might be in a high school where you came from different backgrounds, but ultimately you're all the same age and you've got something going on that's, you know, school. Like you all have something in common right then and there. You all are fitting in a window. Uh, once you're on the workforce, it's basically, you know, you work with people of all different ages, all different backgrounds, all different uh, upbringings, you know, different, different countries sometimes. Um, and so your the level of the number of things you have in common with them is just so different. So in general, uh, coming up with it, you know, making new friends as you get older becomes more and more challenging mm-hmm. uh, in some ways. I think eventually, you know, you know, Sean, maybe you can speak to this like if you have if you have kids, uh, you know, but you get to know the kids parents and sometimes you get to get a relationship with them. So there's there's that um, I personally uh, find it much easier to make friends in person. Uh, you know, online, I, I don't know. I don't know if I've made friends with somebody online. Like I didn't do like I, before I was married, I tried online dating and you know, it was, I, (laughs) like, I didn't, I didn't didn't really come in. Nothing, nothing really came of it for me. Like online, you know, I, I am aware of people online, but I've never like developed a friendship. Like I didn't, yeah, I, I I don't know. Like you go on message boards, you comment on the same article. Like I don't know. Like it, that, that's maybe that's just me being a luddy. Like I don't even know where to start with that. Like you know, what do I like? Do I have, do you find a friend dot com and just like hit the you know <laughs> the, the roulette button? Like it's mm-hmm. it, 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 it's it's a dot net. For, yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> it's a Netscape navigator. Um, yeah, it, it, it Yeah, for me, it's it's in person. You know, sometimes it's in a group, sometimes it's like doing an activity or something like that, but it's, that's how you read somebody's personality. Cause like, even if you don't have a lot in common with a friend, like if their personality 
is something that is compatible with you, then you're you're going to hit it off and you're going to be friendly and you're going to be cordial with them. And I don't think you can necessarily read that. In my mind, I cannot read that as easily online as I can in person by like their facial expressions, their tone of voice, their sense of humor, things like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, For me, it's kind of it's a mix of both. If we're talking about spontaneously like me going and making a friend, uh, I would say online primarily because of video games Um, like uh, the guys in my Destiny 2 clan that I used to be in that I would love to reconnect, but they've just all stopped playing. So it's like, all right, bye guys. Mm -hmm. Uh, But like that, that, that was a great group of guys who I just jumped into a random game with because they needed a sixth. And like that one, two hours of playing that game is just like, so uh, same time next week, guys. Like it it was just, that was it. And uh, then we played for months together. And even after I wasn't playing destiny two for like almost a year, it was still like, Here's pictures of the wedding, guys. Like, cause you, like, they're making jokes. Is like, is Mrs. Hansen home? Nah, um, nice. That's cool. And and stuff like that. Um, so like, spont- spontaneously making friends online is probably easier for me, just because I I feel less of that social uh, fear of they're just being friends with me because they feel sorry for me. Hard to feel sorry for me if you've never met me. Um, <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. yeah. So I. Nah, you're, you're. But uh, as far as like being thrown into a random like I, I'm I like to consider myself a uh, what did I term it social chameleon less of a social butterfly and so much as like I I don't really plur- that's usually a term for a prolific prolific social person mm-hmm. and that is absolutely not me by any stretch of the imagination. But if you throw me into any environment, I make do well. So, like, even if it's not like this isn't necessarily my scene, I will fit and I will enjoy it. And, like, if you ask somebody else, they'll have no idea. Uh, And, like, Sean discussed code switching, and which can be a good thing and it can be a bad thing. I I guess I'm a master of code switching, (laughs) depending on how you want to look at it. Mm. Um, so like, I, and it's the same thing. Like I'll go to a event, like going to events with Martha when we first started dating, she's, she was terrible at introductions. So she would introduce me to like one person real quick and then like disappear. And it's like, cool. I'm in a room of 20 people that I don't know. And I would just have to like, here's me. What's going on guys. And like at the end, it's just like, oh yeah, Tim was really fun, blah, blah, blah. blah. And I leave and I was like, it was fine. Like, I like that one person. He was cool. <laughs> but like, everyone liked me. I, that worked. Yeah. You're just a naturally charming fellow. Charming fellow. I'm a master of bullshit is what I am. <laughs> I said charming, Tim. Jesus. What else? <laughs> it's the same, same difference. thing. It's the same thing. Sean, <laughs> <laughs> uh, easier to make friends in person or online? Uh, in person, I think online, probably when I was younger, when we would spend more time online, when we would be like in chat rooms and like IMing random people on mm-hmm. whatever, that's, that was probably, that's probably, uh, probably online then, but now definitely in person. It's just so much easier. Like, you know, you, 
what ends up happening is like you'll somebody random will come to a party that you're at like Troutman and then you'll have like a long conversation with them and you're like okay now I have a new friend and that's usually mm-hmm. how it happens now it's just you meet somebody random doing something you have a full conversation with them for a while and then now you're friends yeah. so it's in per- yeah. it's in person for sure Online is actually the quickest avenue for me to in the in high school to ruin in person <laughs> friendships. Uh, so aim chat room where where most friendships go to flourish uh, in high school and in college. Mine went to die <laughs> somehow. <laughs> I managed to fuck it up. Um, any other thoughts on developing friendships in person or on the web? Making friends, friends are great. Hard. Yeah, friends, friends is good. are great and yeah. difficult. Yep. Let's see. Yeah. Uh, I, I looked up findafriend.com. There's rentafriend.com, but no findafriend.com. That sounds like you're you're buying more than a friend. <laughs> yeah. Rent a friend. Is, is that a subsection of Craigslist or is that a, like a standalone website? I, I'm already afraid of what my uh, targeted ads are going to be from looking that up once. I didn't want to click into it. Uh, Tim, we got one more, right? Our final question. Yeah. We did it. It's the final question. All right. Uh, are you a hoarder or a minimalist or hoarder. somewhere in the middle? Hoarder. <laughs> Definitely hoarder. She jumped uh, on that real fast. Yeah. I, I, uh, you guys can't see or the listeners can't see. I still have my PlayStation 5 box. I'm a hoarder. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, I mean, that specific example, the system just came out a week ago, right? I mean, yeah, but it's real new. It's, I still um, I still have fine. I still have my switch box and it's hanging up. Well not hanging, but it's sitting on a display on a shelf. Well what uh, if you I, need it? Exactly. Yeah. What if I'm moving and I decide to pack the entire switch in that box? Yeah. <laughs> I still, what if you need I to have... bring lunch to work one day? And this exactly. is the only thing you could possibly bring it in. Yeah, I've got uh probably a good two hundred plastic bags from Wegmans and ShopRite and such oh. because like I I can't recycle them because my recyclers won't, won't take it. I'm not mm. throwing them away and I keep forgetting to bring them to Wegmans to recycle them there and stuff. So yeah, mm. I'm I'm definite a hoarder, but not in like the nasty gross hoarders kind of hoarder. The traditional but, sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm definitely like I have I've I I I got two monitors from my previous job ending that I could sell or I could use them somehow. And I'm trying to figure out how I could use them. So I'm Mm. not thinking about getting rid of them right now. Tim, are you a hoarder or a minimalist? Uh, I'm in that somewhere in the middle category, Uh, which like I'm laughing because Richie's talking about an empty switch box. I could also see an empty switch box from where I'm sitting. But the intent is for that to be used for a switch that I'm trying to fix so that I can sell it. So it's not uh, it's not that I'm hoarding on to it with just like a, but what if I need it sometime? It's like there is a specific reason why this is here. Uh, but there's also a sack of like seven broken Segas that I haven't touched in two months that I should probably look at to try and fix. Hmm. Um, so it, it, it's somewhere in the middle because there's definitely, like I, I'm definitely a proponent of like, here is stuff that you will never touch again. And and that was kind of like a big thing when Martha and I first got married and moved in together. It's just like, 
all right, we need to downsize. You don't have your parents' basement anymore or like all the storage that you used to have. Like we are sharing a room and like expanding into the living room and stuff. So it's like some of this has got to go. Hmm. And like I'm very driven on like not really Marie Kondoing it like and like does this bring you joy? But it's just like, did you even realize you still had this? (laughs) No, then it's going like you Mm -hmm. didn't know you have it. So clearly it doesn't matter. So clearly we shouldn't keep it <laughs> uh, and stuff like that. And I think a, a big thing for um, being a hoarder is usually just like strong, e- either a fear of not having something when you need it in the future or just strong sentimental attachment. And sentimentality is not necessarily my strong suit. Hmm. So like, reminiscing on all these things it's like yeah yeah that's cool but i don't need that thing to reminisce about it right Mm -hmm. so like i i don't need the 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 notebooks that we made up our who wants to be a millionaire games from that after school program matt but like (laughs) i could still sit here and reminisce with you about it and it'll make me laugh yeah we know it Uh, happened exactly we were supposed to be watching the never-ending story but instead we were uh (laughs) come up with who wants to be a millionaire games what kind of cancer did Tom Green have? <laughs> you, I, I had no idea. Meanwhile, I can look to my left and see all my Firefly wristbands. Uh, yeah. Oh, those yeah. totally got tossed. Yeah. What did <laughs> yeah, it bin? I have all of my Tough Mudder headbands. I used somewhere. to have a bunch of those, and I think I ended up keeping like two. Uh, I, I'm somewhere in the middle like you, Tim, and mine is more like I. it's an ebb and a flow because there are times when I want to keep everything uh, uh, my wife will, my general make fun of me because I like, I would get rid of a device or we'd have an old device and I'd keep like the, the USB cable that went with it. Uh, and she referred to it, uh, as, uh, the professor from Futurama did as my various lengths of wire, uh, <laughs> that, uh, that I would just have around, like in case we needed another lightning cable or in case we needed another USB, like mini cable or a USB, uh, B cable or something like that. And then I'll do that for months. And then after a few months, I'll just be like, I'm getting rid of all of it. Like It's just all gone. Mm-hmm. And then I'll, I'll reset to like nothing. And then the, the, the cycle will continue. So there's like a there's an annual purge, I guess, uh, or a, a, a twice a year purge that happens. So mm-hmm. I hoard a lot and then I'm a complete minimalist. And then like for the next three months, I'll be like, no, nope, get rid of it. Like I've gotten rid of everything. And then one item shows up and I'm like, no, get rid of that, too. <laughs> so that's uh the way it's the balance it's the balance how to keep balance in the force if you don't have a random collection of cords and cables and chargers are you even really an adult there's like (laughs) uh like in the guest room to the right here there is a drawer in the uh guest room that just has like six different ethernet cables like wound attached to each other (laughs) mine are Uh, all right there on the floor (laughs) (laughs) uh sean are you a hoarder or a minimalist i mean like all of you guys i'm somewhere in the middle like i I think I'm closest to Matt where it's every so often I'll just hit a point. I'm like, everything needs to get out of my house right now. I don't need anything ever again. And then I'll be like going to throw stuff out and I'll see like a stuffed animal that I haven't seen in like 50 years. And I'm like, I love it. I I can't get rid of this. What if I need to snuggle this, this, this little stuffed dog? Everyone has to draw a line somewhere. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's somewhere in between. I think everybody is somewhere in between unless you're a hoarder. Yeah. Or or Alex, yeah. My bro- my brother is one hundred percent super minimalist. minimalist. Yeah, mm-hmm. 
I my uh the roommate I had who lived here for for two weeks, um they touted and and loved to talk about how much they were a minimalist, and came at me one night because I had twenty seven plates and twenty eight bowls, and I'm like, but you use them, don't you? <laughs> He's like, well, why, why do you, you need twenty eight plates and twenty eight bowls? Or I, whatever, that's I think- too many. I, I don't think it's actually that many, but it, it might be like 16 and 17 or something like that. But like they were just they were in the house when I moved in. They were my grandparents bowls and plates and stuff, and I still use them. So it's not mm-hmm. it, it's not taking up too much space. It's taking up no space, in my opinion, that like I, I don't see a reason to get rid of them until I decide to get new plates. There's a lot of plates, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> so many plates yeah. so many plates the real question is how many whisks do you got yeah one sure. yeah <laughs> well do you have that many plates and you only have one whisk one. what is wrong <laughs> yeah you know what you can use that extra space for rich whisks more whisks i, yeah. I could whisks. definitely get rid of 14 could... plates and replace it with 97 whisks I and could, then you're I in could the clear get, i could replace it with 137 whisks yeah you could absolutely like you get clear out the plates you know, and even some of those bowls, you said you had 27 bowls as well? Something like that, yeah. Something like that, know. okay. That's so another 500 whisk right there. You yeah. cut the number of whisks in half, <laughs> and suddenly there's where you find room for your 672 whisks <laughs> in your house. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> actually, so do, do you guys watch Bob Bob's Burgers? Mm-hmm. Sometimes. Uh, yes. So Jen and I started watching it recently, and um, and new episode came on last week. And at the very end, Whisks played a played a very prominent role in the plot. And uh, I, I honestly, I, I I was triggered. I <laughs> <laughs> now I gotta go find this episode. Where's Hulu? To, I have to watch that. It's I, I watch it on Hulu, so I have to. It's wait a pretty good episode. It, it's like a a brief. It's it's at the it, it, pr- it plays a prominent plot point, but it's like like three quarters of the way through. Okay. Uh, but uh, but yeah, Whisks. Whisks, baby. <laughs> nice Whisks you got here, Billy. I love Bob's Burgers. It's great, great job. Quality program. Um, that's it, right, Tim? That is all of our questions it, for session we, or part three, session thirty-eight. That's all, folks. We done. Anyone have a take or a closing thought to wrap us up? No. Yeah. I I I came up with one that I could say. My take. My take is if you didn't buy. Spider-Man Miles Morales as one of your launch titles with your PS5, you are fucking up. Hot takes. Hot takes. But I want Demon Souls in HD. Demon Souls already exists. This is a brand new fucking game, God. and it was a follow-up to an amazing great game. But the, like, right at him. You, what? What? What are you doing? We we do, man. I I. I I wanted to hate my life more so than I wanted to play Miles Morales. That is a terrible <laughs> life decision. Honestly, they're like the 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 polar opposites in terms of like the type of game they are. Because I would yeah. play Spider Man to like chill, because yeah. it's so relaxed and no, just swing around. And Demon Souls is the most stressful thing I've ever done in my life. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. And for so I just I love those types of like, just like, and we talked about it in the. Uh, what is it? 30, 37, three, when we were talking about feminine, masculine things that we do where I'm like, I like those more strategy driven, harder, more difficult games that like sometimes stress you out and might actually make you mad or annoyed. And 
that's just something I've been really, really wanting to play. And I was looking forward to Demon's Souls. So I was like, mm-hmm. I'll get that and I'll get Miles Morales down the line. Uh, I will be getting it just sometime. There's a difference between difficult and strategy oriented and just a get good game that just says go fuck yourself <laughs> yeah, and over Demon. and over and yeah. over and over and over and, and over. over. <laughs> I okay. just, I, I know Demon's Souls is a game where you need to know when to turn it off and sometimes I don't. <laughs> in today's episode yep. of i just saw heat um i started playing chrono trigger last week Ooh. nice nice mm-hmm. so I, right, right, pr- timed up exactly with the playstation 5 launch is when i went to my playstation 3 to go play a playstation <laughs> 1 game <laughs> I, uh, a nintendo that originally originally came out on the super nintendo <laughs> i i'm also probably gonna be playing persona 5 after i finish uh oh yeah uh, but, but that's because it was free on on uh, if you have PlayStation Plus and a PS5, there was fourteen games that were on PS4 that are free mm-hmm. on PlayStation Five. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and Persona Five was one of them. So I'll be playing go, that next. Go get it. Yeah, get, get it, man. No. Uh, all right. So Tim, if people uh-huh. want to find your takes on Twitter, where can they find you? Uh, screaming like an idiot out on the sidewalk because my feet are cold. Because <laughs> my sidewalks aren't heated. This I, think that's, I think that's too or, many characters for an, for a Twitter handle. Or at Tim R. Hansen. Uh, how about you, Rich? At B underscore Walnuts. And how about you, Sean? At Hey, it's S-O-B. And you can follow me on Twitter at MKASNEL. That's M-K-A-S-Z-N-E-L. The podcast is on Twitter at Brose underscore podcast. On Facebook at Brose Podcast and on Instagram at Brose underscore podcast. Uh, you can email your questions for us to answer on the show to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. And you can subscri- subscribe to our show anywhere where fine podcasts are bought and sold. Uh, that includes Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, and TuneIn, among many others. Special thanks, as always, to Mary O'Brien for compiling our questions. Huge thank you for that every week. Um, and also to Shannon Vogel for designing our world-famous logo of the four of us around a table. Remember tables, guys? Uh, What's a table? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can find Shannon Vogel's work at Shannon Vogel Photography on Facebook or on Etsy.com. And our theme music is When by Steven Siebert. And you can listen to his work at the Free Music Archive. It's that time again, ladies and gentlemen. It's plug time. That's supposed oh, to be loud. Almost. Almost. Um, almost it came out. <laughs> Rich, just plug your show. <laughs> Check out PodQuest and Radio Roundtable, where we talk about that week's nerd news and stuff. Uh, it's really hard to plug, especially coming close to the Christmas uh, holiday season, because mm-hmm. uh, not a lot of news happens. Uh, but well, the game you'll awards... be reviewing prominent, uh, prominent PlayStation Five release, Spider-Man Miles Morales, right? Uh, if I decide to get it tomorrow when I get paid, maybe <laughs> <laughs> um, at some point. But I didn't play it yet? Hmm. Um, what was I saying? Oh, uh, the Game Awards is coming up soon. Uh, they just announced Game of the Year and other nominees. Uh, so maybe we'll have that to talk about when that happens. I, I'm not really too sure when though. And Sean. Uh, you can find me either throwing and or talking about Frisbees on YouTube at OB Disc Golf, Twitter, and Instagram also. Hell yeah. Yes. Hell yeah. And Tim? 
You're just a good-looking man. Hi there, bud. Wait, no, I've got a plug. Oh, you do? Yeah, if uh, if you want to catch me playing some Destiny 2 or whatever random other video games I play, um, you're just going to have to figure out where I live and sit on the couch. That's, uh, that's, that's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking quarantine so people can watch and play Destiny. Just make sure you wear a mask. Uh, yeah, I mean, full, uh, full gotta PPE. figure out where I live. Most people don't know where I live, and I'm not gonna tell. No. <laughs> uh, I know where you live. I just don't know where you live. You've been in my apartment. Yeah, I know where you live. I just don't know where you live. This this, this <laughs> is sad to watch. Make guys. Any sense. <laughs> I don't know your town and stuff. Is what I'm you see saying. Friendship to collapse like this. Oh, it's the worst. It's uh, it's, it's German. It's Germantown. And just the, outside of Germantown. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. I went it. to Germantown friends growing up. Stop. No. <laughs> Say goodbye to the listeners, everyone. Bye. 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 For Rich Sweeten, Sean O'Brien, and Germantown resident Tim Hansen and the entire Action Moose team. My name is Matt Casnell, reminding you that Tim's full address is three. I mean, he's smart about being stupid. Bye. How do you moo in Bye. German? Is that a thing? <laughs> das moo! Das moo! <laughs> <laughs>